What was the creepiest or most paranormal thing that's ever happened to you? After my mom passed last year, I had a couple occurrences happen. One was a coat that fell off a hook in my hallway, up and off a hook with no one around. I heard something fall upstairs and the coat was laying in the hallway. The next two I was in and out of sleep, but I swear I heard her talking to me through my alarm clock radio while I was laying in bed. Another night I was laying in my daughter's room getting her back to sleep, and I fell all asleep on the floor and was woken up by footsteps approaching me. Sprang up to look around and everyone was sleeping. The last occurrence I was completely awake, again putting my daughters to sleep and a wind-up ballerina that played music, started playing a song. The item was sitting on the same shelf for four years basically untouched. It is also way out of the reach of my daughters so I know they didn't grab it earlier. At that point I said thanks mom I know you're here and nothing has happened since. Before my current job, I had a series of odd jobs, one of which was as the night watchman at cemetery. The cemetery was very old and notoriously haunted, but both of my grandmothers, aunt and grandfather are buried there, so that gave me a sense of ease. Part of my job was to lock the front gate, then to drive throughout the cemetery and notify all visitors that we were closing and that they had to start getting ready to leave then I'd let them all out through the gate when I was done. While driving along a section of graves, I noticed an older woman walking along the path, very slowly back to me. She was in my sight for over 100 yards, so I pulled up in my car, got out, took my eyes off of her for a moment and walked around the car. When I looked up she was gone, vanished into thin air. I looked all over the area and there was absolutely no one in sight. It was unbelievable. Later that night, when my wife came to visit and bring me dinner, I noticed her grab her hair and look around. I asked what's wrong. She said nothing. It felt like my hair got caught in a branch so I said babe, look around the closest tree is 50 feet away. She insisted that she felt almost like a hand run its fingers through the top of her hair and pull on her ponytail. That's when I mentioned my experience about the old lady from earlier in the evening and we both were stunned. That was when I told the cemetery I would finish out the week and wouldn't be coming back. Two stories. One night I was driving my girlfriend home and a transparent girl suddenly appeared in the road. I froze up and ran through her. I saw nothing in the rear view and definitely didn't hit anything. Physical at least. In my head I started rationalizing. Steam from a sewer. Fog. A plastic bag. Crazy haha. Then my girlfriend said was that a ghost? Second story. I was over my friend's house with a few people and always joked his house was haunted. Somehow ghosts came up and one friend said I ain't scared of no ghosts. Immediately three loud bangs on the wall behind him and everything came off that wall. I lived in a big 1840s colonial house with three of my friends for a while. It was set back in 50 plus acres of state wildlife property and it was a gorgeous house. The bedrooms were all upstairs and all lined up down the hall. Our third night in the house, right about 30 minutes after we had all sort of called it a night, my doorknob rattled, like someone was fiddling with it. Then I heard the door next to mine rattle, and the next, and the next, all the way down the hall one at a time. The next morning one of my housemates asked why I was messing with the doors. Since she had asked the two guys in the house and neither of them knew what she was talking about. One night I woke up with an intense urge to get out of bed. Like my brain screaming at me to get up. I laid still for a while thinking maybe I had been woken up by a noise but it was around 3 am and dead quiet. I went into the hallway and as soon as I walked out into the hall all of my roommates opened their doors and came out too. We were all woken up but no one heard anything. And they had the same urgent get up feeling I did. We just shrugged and went back to sleep. Weird things would happen there. Strange objects would show up in the basement or crawl space. Like old old suitcases or a kid's rocking chair. Once a vase, just random stuff. You would occasionally hear footsteps running down the bedroom hall and down the stairs if you were in the living room below. I could go on. That house was really strange. Never felt threatened. Just weird. Kinda not, to me. And not creepy but kinda nice. My dog died about a month and a half back. Absolutely sucked. 
but she was old and we were just told she'd have to be on soft food for the rest of her life and we think she noped the duck out due to that. Anyway, a week goes by and I meet up with some old friends from uni. One of the girls is into psychics and things. Anyway, partway through the day, she turns to me and says did something happen to Lexi? Because I was at my psychic last week and she stopped the reading halfway through and told me a really old golden retriever had just come in, nosed her for food, and ducked off happy as anything. She said to tell whoever the family was that she was in high spirits. I, of course, burst into tears and say yes. My 13-year-old food whore had died earlier that week. I don't usually believe in this kind of thing but it made me so happy to hear she's going to be waiting for me when I finally get to wherever. It was great. To start off I'd like to make it clear that this was my first schizophrenic episode. Did not know I had it at the time. I pulled over into a forested park and walked around a bit to clear my mind after a stressful day. When I walked back to my truck I saw a man hung in a tree. I was so terrified that I hopped in my truck and hid below the back seats for 8 straight hours. I still remember what he looked like. Head decomposed with mouth hanging low. He was wearing a navy blue mechanic jacket with a name tag. He was missing his lower body. Shit gave me PTSD even though it was just a mind created illusion. When I was younger I saw a demonic possession. More accurately I saw someone who was possessed. I've talked and written about this before. But as of late I've wanted to talk about it again. Apologies in advance if there are any issues with my typing. I'm on mobile. So I was young. I can't say exactly what age. But my brother 5 years my elder was old enough to operate the soundboard at the church my family attended. This was a night service on, Sunday, around 6pm in either late fall or early winter. I remember that when services ended it was dark out, but not dead of night dark and services ended at around 8pm. Me and my brother were in the back of the room where services were held by the soundboard. My grandfather, who was watching us is also the pastor at said church. He was, and still is, a man of dogma and strong faith who has told stories about demonic possessions, faith healing, and divine intervention. My grandfather was in the back with us making sure that my brother understood what he had to do to operate the soundboard and I was trying to learn a thing or two about it. Since the large board of dials and levers looked like magic to me. In walks a woman. This woman is young, maybe 25. But she looks bad, her hair is disheveled, she's got bags under her eyes, and she looks very pale. However, she does not look homeless. She's wearing nice clothes, lifts, and some jewelry. I don't recall having seen this woman before. She quietly takes a seat at the front of the room by the altar and pulpit. Service begins with 10 minutes of hymns as usual from these thick green books that the church has about a hundred of. The woman doesn't stand or participate, but she's quiet and not distracting. Then my grandfather takes to the pulpit. He begins his sermon, which I can't remember what it was on because I was focused on the woman who was now rocking in her seat. Weird. My brother is trying to get the recording hardware attached to the sound system to work. The issue isn't that it won't record however. The issue is that when, my brother put a disc in to record, it broke. It was fine for the morning service and no settings were touched on the recording system. The disc literally broke in half. Service goes on with the woman getting more distracting until the service ends and me and my brother are escorted out. Everyone else goes home without staying to talk, which is unusual. I sat on the walkway with my brother and grandmother outside the church while my grandfather and the officers of the church were in side with the woman, I could hear verses from the Bible being recited, screaming, and I saw the lights flickering through the window in the door. About 10 minutes later they all come out and the woman looks much better. The bags under her eyes are gone. Her hair is still a mess but it looks shinier and healthy. And she thanks my grandfather before getting into her car and leaving. I'd fully say this was just a woman with mental illness if not for the way the sound system acted and the way that she changed when all was said and done. My family and I used to live in a really old house built sometime in the 1830s. 
Hated the house from the day we moved in. It just had a really weird vibe to it and from the outside it looked a lot like the house in the first Conjuring movie. Which did not really help. It did not take many weeks of living there before something happened. One night I woke up with a dark shadowy figure of a man in the middle of my bedroom. The figure was slowly walking towards me. I felt the most horrible sense of dread and fear that I have ever felt in my life. As the figure moved closer towards me I heard a loud whispering from multiple voices coming from everywhere in the room. My body was frozen and I could barely tilt my head and roll my eyes in horror. As the figure reached me it touched my chest. And as it made contact with me I felt this horrible sadness and emotional pain that I just cannot explain. Naturally I told my parents and wanted to switch bedrooms, but they never believed me. I had to sleep in that same room for three years before we finally moved away. I kept having horrible nightmares from time to time during those three years. And they always involved the same shadow figure attacking me in a number of ways. Since we moved I have never experienced anything like it again, which I am extremely grateful for. The following happened in my home, and involved both my sister and myself when we were very young. It was night time, around 9-10 of the clock. We lived in upstate New York towards the mountains, so it was always very quiet and isolated. To lay out ground zero for you, picture a dead-end hallway, 20 female long, with three rooms leading off from it, two smaller ones on the left, one large one on the right. My sister, who occupied the larger room, was just getting into bed. She had just called for my dad to come say goodnight. When the air turned freakishly cold the kind that stings at your eyes and makes you cough when you breathe it in, the kind necessary for turning soap bubbles into glassy orbs in the dead of winter. I remember watching from my bed as it emerged from the upper hallway, creeping horizontally on the wall. It was facing into my sister's room. It's back to me, slowly coming into her view as a ghostly white arm dragged it along the side of the wall as if gravity had shifted sideways in the specific area. I remember shouting for my sister, which alarmed her enough to shriek for my parents. Whatever it was heard me, and twisted its head around nearly 180 degrees to stare into my soul. It had these huge, hollow, and bottomless black eyes, and a mouth, which was twisted into something akin to a carnival mask's creepy smile, to match. If you've ever felt that something could kill you with but a stare, this was it. As soon as my father rushed the hallway, it vanished from sight however. The presence did not. My parents camped out in our rooms for hours. Yet the sinister cold held fast. I have seen innumerable paranormal events living up in the mountains on a 7th generation farm, but nothing I've ever been through can compete with what happened that night. There were 4 witnesses and all 2 kids who saw it, and 2 adults who felt it. There was no precursor to its visit other than roughly 3 seconds of cold. No other warnings, no other signs, no random, freaky glitches in the matrix. Suddenly, it was just there and in all honesty, that's the most terrifying aspect of it all. After it supposedly left, the cold cleared on its own. And though the thermometers gave normal readings, it must have taken hours to feel like room temperature again. Abbott late to the party so I doubt this would be seen. Anywho, when I was about 3 I was playing at the neighborhood park with my sister. We noticed some kids with their mum and they weren't pleased that my sister and I were there. The mum leaves with the kids and my sister and I continue playing. After about 5 minutes, they return with pots, pans and random kitchen utensils and start chasing my sister and I. My sister ran back home and one kid chases me up a slide with a knife. He then keeps screaming you give up, you give up. I was convinced he was going to stab me but my babysitter comes out screaming and yelling at the kid and he flees. The weirdest part is that their mother was there. I am certain she encouraged them to do this. This is in Taman Maluri which is known to be a hotspot for gangsterism and crime in Malaysia. That experience has stuck with me throughout my life. Almost got stabbed as a friggin 3 year old. This one time I had to wake up by 4am and leave by 5am. I got shower, breakfast, 
take my stuff and leave my home. It's summertime so it's dark. I lock the door, walk down the hallway and turn left to reach the elevator's hall. Put my bags down push the button for elevators and when I turn around to go back to the opposite wall I completely froze as I saw a very round head with big bright round eyes. Less than 30 centimeters above the ground and partially hidden around the corner staring at me. I recovered my breath and in curiosity I stepped towards the creature to see what it was. An alien. A garden gnome someone left for prank some other bizarre creature. After my first steps I heard sounds of steps coming from the hall where the head was staring at me and I felt another chill down my spine. The steps were coming closer and I was scared to death and curious to see what it was. Around the same time the head turns back and then it came forward revealing to be my neighbor's cat and the steps were from my neighbor. I never felt so scared to death and curious at the same time in my life. Now I know if I really see an alien I would go towards instead of running away. It was really scary and interesting at the same time. Not me but my friend. The college I attended in Japan has a history of paranormal sightings shared both by students and teachers. My friend went to the fifth floor toilet of the main building on campus. She opens the door and right above the sinks where the large rectangular mirror is. She sees in the reflection this dark figure slumped over the top of one of the toilet stalls. I would have screamed and cursed like a maniac but from how she tells the story. She froze, closed the door and walked right out of there. Like something you would imagine from a four panel comic. Another story I heard from my composition teacher is how one of her students evidently could see dead people. Apparently, every now and then whenever she practiced the piano in some of the rooms in the sixth building on campus, there would be a row of dead people just standing there and watching. Creepiest. I was working at a mall under construction and it was slowly becoming winter where I am. So that means 5 p.m. the sun goes down and 6 p.m. is dark. It was after 5 p.m. and the mall didn't have lights. So we had to work by our work lights. We were the last guys on site. And because he has first aid, my boss and I could work alone. At one point my boss asked me to go do something in the bathrooms at the back. The bathrooms were down this long hallway. This really i.e. long hallway. Lots of turns and such. With no lights besides my phone. So I got to the one bathroom and I was underneath the sink just trying to level out the counters when my phone crashed and it had to restart. I noticed I had like 4% battery. So I turned off the light and figured I'd open a door further down the hallway and it would give me some light that I could get used to. At this point I just needed to silicon the counter to the cabinet, so I didn't need much light. I hear something down the hallway after like 5 minutes. I figured it was just my boss so I continued work. It was super dark at this point so any light from the outside was pretty much gone. I looked over to doorway, and I'm under the sink across the room, and in the doorway I can barely make out a huge person standing there. My boss was 5'6", so it wasn't him. I laid there pretty freaked out hand. Then the figure moved and I asked if someone was there. Then I heard running, pitch black, footsteps hurriedly running away from me. I freaked out. So I went to call my boss cause he was like 10 minutes away from me and I didn't know where we was at the time. But my phone had died. So now I have to make it back to my boss. But there's someone in between me and him. Cause the dude ran off away from the door. That walk back to my boss was probably one of the freakiest things cause I was expecting someone to jump out and stab me. I made it back to my boss and he's like oh you're finished and I told him my story. So he told me that we can just finish up tomorrow and we decided to leave we packed our tools and brought them with us. The next day there was a toolbox meeting for all of the trades to attend. And some toolboxes had been stolen as well as copper pipe. The door that I had opened for light the previous day led to an area where there was a lot of HVAC units. However, the area 
wasn't very sealed off you could walk in off the street. What I think happened is, some dudes were stealing copper pipe in that area and when I opened the door they got spooked. So someone came in to check it out, and when they heard me ask, they booked it and went into the mall. When I left, they must have had another guy come in and help get some toolboxes, cause a big one was missing. I was super out of shape at the time and I was recovering from a dislocated pelvis that had been set recently. So it freaked me out cause if that dude fought me I would have died immediately. Maybe 9. 10 years ago I was 21 I used to play a lot of online poker. This one night it was pretty late 3am, and I went outside to smoke a cigarette. There's a little side street leading into mine and a weird van pops out. It stays there for a good 25 seconds. I assume scouting shit. I saw they turned their heads towards me and then took off left I was to their right. I paid no mind as my neighborhood was fairly quiet. No real crazy shit ever went down. Suddenly I feel weird and like someone's watching. Then out of nowhere there's this voice on my right ear that says my name at normal volume. I feel the breath, tone vibration and warmth of the voice. Nobody was there, not a soul. I checked my neighbor's front yard. My garage was smoking in front of it and nothing. I threw out my cigarette, went to PC and logged off. I was bugging. As I was turning off the PC, the van passed in front of my house very slowly. To this day it's my belief that the voice saved me from something sinister. My husband and I rented this small, hundred-year-old home when we first met and started dating. The landlord told us some history regarding the home about a week before we moved out according to him it was a notorious drug house at one time. He said when he first bought the place, the sheriff called him over there and he found a bunch of cops doing an investigation at the property, apparently in the land right behind the home. Someone found a human skeleton tied to a tree. There was this storm shelter in the side yard that was super creepy looking. We asked the landlord about it at one time and he told us he had only been down there once and just saw a bunch of old plates and junk. Then he replaced the wooden door. Funny enough the door went missing about a month before we moved out. I always wanted to go down there because I'm an antique junkie and thought there may be something neat to see but my husband never let me. We never really had anything spooky happen until right before we moved out. We both started having the same dreams we would be standing in the side room closest to the storm shelter staring at a black figure. The figure would start moving toward us. We'd start praying and then we'd wake up. Exact same dream every night for a week. We heard cabinet drawers slam a couple of times in the middle of the night. Just overall uneasy feeling. The figure in our dreams always felt so angry. Honestly though we never felt that way until that last week and we heard about the skeleton in the back. The house was definitely old, and the small town told us all kinds of rumors about it. But we loved that little place. Husband told me when he first moved in before we met. His grandmother immediately had a feeling of dread when she walked into the house. She insisted on saying a prayer over each window and door before they did any more moving. Driving through Lancaster, PA at night. If you're familiar with the area you know there's a lot of farmland and a very large Amish community. So it's safe to say there is little to no street light. As my friends and I are driving past miles of cornfields we take a turn around a slight bend two children approx, around the ages of 10f and maybe 6 meters. Dressed all in white, walk out through the corn stalks and just stand there on the side of the road, miles from any sort of building. Nobody else in the car of five people saw them and there are tons of stories about kids back in the day wandering into fields and disappearing. I know I saw ghosts that night. Oh one more that really takes the cake. My friends and I were driving in Jackson, NJ at probably around 11pm headed to Sonic or somewhere like that. This was about 10 years ago now. We're joking, talking, etc. When all of a sudden it gets really, really foggy. About 10 seconds later, seemingly from out of nowhere, a tall, ragged looking man appeared in the road. All my friends saw him, all my friends screamed. 
He appeared out of nowhere about 5 feet in front of our car on the highway. It was really too late for the driver to swerve out of the way and we all braced for the impact, which never came, as we never hit anything. As soon as we passed, I turned around to see what had happened to the guy, but the fog was completely gone and there was no sign of a person at all. We still talk about it. This happened about 6 years ago when I was 18 years old. I would meditate regularly and would do it sober. I began experiencing positive feedback such as pleasurable sensations and a feeling of well-being. I would meditate like this for an hour to 3 hours a day. I started getting vivid dreams and in some I could actually see my body. Right in the beginning of one of these vivid dreams, I had this terrible feeling that sunk to my core. I felt that something was coming for me. Everything in my room was tinted red black and I heard something large coming down the hall. Needless to say I get the duck out and awakened from my meditation meditative state. I tried meditating again a week later or so. I was relaxing in my bed, but was still awake. That's when I heard a low grumble. I opened one eye and saw a black rotating sphere two feet above my body. I closed my eyes and swung a punch at it and let out a shriek. After quickly opening my eyes after the swing it was still ducking there, but silent. I jumped out of bed and turned on the light and it was gone. This is the terrifying part. I walk over to my mom's room and wake her up because she is more open-minded and religious than my father. I frantically whisper to her exactly what happened. She nodded, grabbed a Bible by her nightstand, and led the way back into my room. I stood next to her when she held the Bible up and said in the name of God leave this house. You are not welcome here. I heard a loud horrifying grumble erupt from what sounded like every direction. My mother had a tear going down her face and started shaking. She repeated herself but this time more confident and louder. Silence. I turned to my mom and asked her if she heard what I heard. She told me that she did but it was gone now. That's some ducked up shit. Haven't heard or seen anything since. Oh and I don't meditate like that anymore. Quite a few years ago, I drove a taxi to have some kind of income. One night after the pubs had closed, I had delivered a dude far out on the countryside and was on my way back towards the city again when I came to an area mostly covered by acres for farming where there are no street lights at all. So my car's headlights were the only light source while following a somewhat twisty road. Then I came to a short downhill section that turned into a left turn where the road straightens out after the turn. I had driven this stretch of road many times before, but when I was driving downhill and turned into the left, my headlights lit up four persons out on the field dressed in white, hooded robes with a lot of dangling things on them. They all turned their attention towards me and their eyes all lit up in a bright yellowish color. This freaked me the duck out, so I stepped on the pedal and just noped the duck out of there. I have no idea what that actually was. To me it seemed like some cult stuff, but that does not explain their glowing yellow eyes. Nobody I have asked about it later on, have never seen anything like it and there isn't supposed to be any kind of cult in town at all. Not sure if it's a thing out on the Norwegian countryside though. This is the closest thing to a paranormal experience I've had in my life thus far. This story may be a little long so I'll do my best to condense it as best I can. Between 2004 and 2006 I worked at a large format movie theater located in a large outdoor mall in a coastal city in South Carolina. Unlike other theaters we only showed specialty films made specifically for a larger format. Mostly nature documentaries or short films that worked well on a 10-story tall movie screen. Since there was only one screen we had only one projector in the projection booth. And there was only one entrance to the booth. I need to give a quick layout of the building. You entered through the front doors and immediately to your right was the ticket counter and behind that was our office that had the safe inside it. Straight ahead of the front doors was a large staircase that led upstairs to the theater entrance and concession stand. To the left of the front door was a set of doors that led to a gift shop and a hallway that led to an exit as well as another door to the theater that only opened from inside the theater. So after the film ended people would exit downstairs through the gift shop. There was also another exit from the theater on the opposite side. You enter the front door, purchase your ticket, 
Walk upstairs take the elevator if you are disabled. The usher takes your ticket and you enter the theater at the entrance to your right or left then exit downstairs unless of course you are diabled. There is one other stairwell that led to the projection booth. You could assess this stairwell from two doors, one on the first floor, the other on the second. And to enter the booth you needed a key. I was the usher on duty that night. It was after the tourist season was over so there wasn't a need for many staff members. I took the last ticket and as soon as the film started I began cleaning and preparing for the next day. The film ends and I make sure all of the customer exit and then I clean up all the spilled drinks and popcorn. Then I turn off the theater lights and go sit in the office behind the ticket counter. My manager on duty was finishing counting down the safe and when he finished we could leave he closed the safe. And was about to enter the code to set the security system when we heard a very loud thud above us. We looked at each other inside. I thought maybe, something fell over in the concession stand. We made our way upstairs and long story short we checked everywhere. Behind the concession stand, all the stairwells both hallways, the elevator and even the projection booth. Nothing had fallen over and no one was there that we could find. The last place we checked was the theater itself. We each entered the theater from the two entrances on the second floor. We turned on the lights and looked in the theater. We met at the bottom of the stadium style seating and were about to head out thinking the noise must have come from outside. That's when I happened to glance up at the projection booth. I will never forget what I saw. Looking down at us was the outline of a person. I could not make out any features but there was someone or something up there. I just stared for a moment until my manager looked up as well. As soon as he saw it he started running up the stairs to get to the projection booth. He was a lot taller and skinnier than I was and he made it there really quickly. I managed to catch up and there was no one there. There was one way in and one way out of the booth and you had to have a key to get in. A few months ago I was laying in bed with my boyfriend. I felt a hand grab my leg from above, directly above, an angle my boyfriend could absolutely not have been responsible for as he was laying next to me totally horizontal. I could feel the weight of it, all five fingers and a slight squeeze. I screamed and kicked my leg. I asked my boyfriend if he did it knowing it wasn't possible and he had no idea what I was talking about. Weeks later my boyfriend described a creepy experience that I was asleep for. I was asleep and he was wanting to cuddle me but described feeling a malevolent presence that would not let him near me. He felt like the air was pushing against him if he got so close to me so ended up sleeping on the leftmost edge of the bed. When I woke up in the morning I asked why he was so far away from me and he told me about his experience. My ex-boyfriend's parents' house was massive. It was a huge, open living mansion. I'm incredibly scared of the dark especially in open areas. Their lounge room at night to go to the kitchen was my living nightmare. I would avoid going there at all costs and try to turn on all the lights along the way so I wouldn't be so frightened. Although I had an irrational fear of the dark from childhood, nothing ever happened nor did I ever see anything. One night, my ex-boyfriend was upstairs playing Final Fantasy and I needed a drink. I offered to get him one as well. It was just us alone in this massive house, with two dogs and a cat. His parents were away on holiday with his brother overseas and we were house pet sitting. So, I made my way downstairs and then, I saw this smoky little figure, just chilling in the middle of the floor. I froze solid. I thought it's just my imagination so I walked past cautiously. It was a cat, a ghost cat. It wasn't threatening. It didn't scare me. It just sat there. Eventually over time more and more cats joined, totaling to around four at a single time. All spread out throughout the lounge room. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't think that ghosts could be animals. I never heard of such a thing. Later on when his parents returned home I asked I know this is crazy but have many animals died around here. Apparently the owners of the house before them had several pets buried in the backyard, which stretched for miles like farmland. So who knows over time how many animals died and were buried out there. I think the thing that gave me the most peace is that they were animals and not threatening. For always been scared of closing my eyes in the shower in case a spirit ghost etc suddenly comes out of nowhere and wants to hurt me. I always thought if I saw a ghost. 
they would give me grief and try to hurt me and leave me traumatized, which a lot of people do find. I'm just glad that wasn't the case. I am 16 years old. I wake up and hear something coming from my closet. I sit up in the pitch dark and look over at my closet and wait for more noise. I hear another rustling, a small sound. I sit to the side of my bed, scared as shit, and yell at my closet that whatever it is must come out. The doors open, and a demon or alien figure comes out and jumps on top of me. I wake up again. This time, I am actually awake, scared as shit. I look over at my alarm clock, which was one of those digital picture frames which were popular in the late 2000s, which had an alarm clock function. It read 3 AM. I'm sitting there looking around my room with the light this screen is providing, and glance at my closet door. Just then the alarm clock flickers out and turns off, cutting off the light to the room. I'm now, sitting in pitch black in my room. I ran upstairs and slept on my parents' floor. When I checked the alarm clock it was broken and never worked again. The weirdest thing of it all was I usually have long drawn out dreams. This dream was literally just me waking up and that happening immediately. And then the alarm clock which I constantly had running broke immediately after the dream in the middle of the night and I just woke up to catch it. I am getting chills just from writing this and it was 10 years ago. I live in a two-bedroom apartment with my wife. When you enter the apartment there is a bathroom immediately to the left, a small, open concept kitchen to the right and past that is the living room. Just outside the bathroom is an old microwave stand that we have a bunch of papers and pens on in an organizer, some lactase supplement pills, and one of those electric candle warmers that uses a heat lamp to heat up a candle so that you get the scent without actually lighting it. A few months ago I got out of bed in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. All the lights in the house were off. I go into the bathroom and sit down on the toilet. I messed around on my phone longer than I should have. Maybe 10 to 15 minutes or so. At this point the only light that was on is the bathroom light. I finished up in the bathroom washed my hands, hit the light switch and stepped into the hallway. This ducking candle warmer light is on. I stopped dead in my tracks for maybe 30 seconds listening to see if my wife or son he's a toddler who can't get out of his crib or awake. Silence. At this point I am creeped out. I am desperately trying to rack my brain to remember if I turned this on this light on my way into the bathroom. I know I didn't. I go into the bedroom and wake up my wife, who is snoring and sound asleep. I say, hey, did you turn any lights on? She tells me, no, you must have left it on. So I say, you didn't turn the candle warmer on. I don't think I've ever turned it on. She wakes up and, we both go into the hallway where this thing is glowing. She's like, you're messing me with me. You turned this on. I insist that I didn't because I know I didn't. We decide to check it out. I flip on the kitchen light and suddenly the candle warmer goes off. Interesting. I think to myself, the warmer is activated by a switch that's on a cord behind the microwave stand. It would take some effort for a person to reach back there and turn it on. It's not really something you could do without meaning to. We flip the kitchen light switch back off and it stays off the entire time. I flip the switch on the candle warmer and it comes back on and stays on no matter what other switches I flip. We decide that something must be wrong with the thing and toss it down the garbage chute. I have no idea what caused this anomaly. I am a pretty militant atheist but this legitimately creeped the living shit out of me. I know we have some issues with GFIs flipping in that part of the house if you flip too many switches in the bathroom at once but nothing really seemed like it was wired to the outlet that warmer was plugged into. Years ago I was in the US Marines. I had to stand duty in this old building that used to be a hospital during World War II once every 3-4 months. It was a massive building, 3 stories and it took about 5 minutes to walk a floor end to end. As part of the duty, 
I was supposed to walk though that building every few hours and basically check things out. During the day it wasn't so bad, especially on weekends when it was totally empty but at night it was a different story. Since duty was a 24 hour post you had a chance to get some sleep but it was usually interrupted or very short lived. Sleep deprivation combined with an old building and boredom made me see some crazy things. I swear I saw people walking in front of and behind me as I walked through that building. I am not a believer in the supernatural, or the paranormal in any sense, but my one experience made me really think about the kind of possibilities out there. My cat used to love jumping off of chairs and running down the halls. We lived in a bungalow, so we could hear the thumps and pitter-patters of little feet on the floor above all the time when we were in the basement watching TV. My cat died when he was 20. He was the best guy, and my first friend. For two weeks we still heard the thumps and pitter-patters. It was random not every day. And I swear I saw his tail slip by in the corner of my eye one day as if he was leaving the room. When I was 8 years old, my grandmother which hates me and I hate her got me a porcelain doll for my birthday. I hated that doll, well, probably mostly because it was a clown. I was scared of clowns since I was little but my grandmother didn't know that. I told my dad that I didn't want it but he insisted that I should keep it because it was a gift so I did. I hid it under my stuffed animals and that was it. I thought I wouldn't have to see it again. Fast forward a year later and I wanted to play with teddy bears. I had forgotten about the clown so I reached for the teddies that I had hid it under. I grabbed the teddies off the shelves and I let out an audible gasp I had two huge gushes on my forefinger and middle finger. That's when I see the clown and skip a beat because I am instantly creeped out. First half, there's no explanation as to how I cut my fingers. Every inch of the proselyne clown was intact but it was dirty all over, as if someone had thrown ash at it. I can't explain that either since my teddies were clean and no one had touched them. Anyway, I told my parents that I had cut my fingers playing at school. I think two years after that I was home alone and I found the opportunity to throw it out. It was even dirtier. I never told anyone about it. I am still scared of clowns. I am really late to this thread, but here it goes. And I still get chills thinking back. My soul lives in a rather old house, and the top floor where his bedroom is used to be part of the attic. We, and his dog, were aware of the ghost of a little girl. But she was harmless. She mostly appeared to look at the dog. Other than that, we noticed that the room next to the bedroom was always freezing. And in the bedroom itself there was sometimes an awful smell. A rotting corpse smell. I used to think there was an evil presence and we'd burn sage and try to banish it. One night we were watching television in bed and the smell reappeared. Worse than ever. I got pissed off and told the presence in no uncertain terms to go away. But for some reason I said unless you're the little girl and you've been murdered and buried in the wall somewhere. There was a bang against the door. My soul and I nearly jumped out of our skins. Got chills down our backs and we legged it downstairs. We heard more banging from upstairs. And I decided to try communicating with it. I asked if it was indeed the little girl and there was a bang in response. I asked if she'd been murdered. And again got a bang in response. I asked how. And I suddenly got a stroboscopic style vision of an adult man striking the girl in anger. Her head hitting the corner of the wall. And her little body crumpling down on the floor. I asked her about what I saw. And was answered each time by a bang. We figured out that the weird concrete block at the end of the garden. Half hidden by brambles. Might have been her final resting place. As whomever killed her was covering up the evidence. Then I tried to reassure her to move on. There would be good people waiting for her there this took a good 15 minutes. There was a final bang. And then silence. We went back to the bedroom and the smell was gone. It never reappeared. The cold room next to the bedroom wasn't ever unnaturally cold again either. The whole thing was terrifying, but came to a good conclusion in the end. 
I've always been a skeptic. I'm in the Philippines where almost everybody else I know believe in the paranormal. This happened in November of 2004 during some break. I was all alone in the our rented home since everybody else left for their hometown. I decided to stay home alone and everybody else went away for some break and more importantly All Souls Day. The reason I stayed. I was grinding my way through nightmare difficulty in Diablo 2 load. So there I was pretty sure I was home alone. My eyes are fixated at the CRT monitor. The computer desk was at the corner of the living room. Behind me was a walkway which leads to rooms in the kitchen. The house is dark and empty. Back in 2004 computers take a while to load to load. When the game loads the rest of the monitor is black with only the middle part of the monitor active. As the game loads I noticed a reflection of a woman with long hair and white robes. The stereotypical white lady walking behind me from the kitchen. I immediately felt chills as my body prepared for fight or flight. I gathered up the courage to look behind me and I did but nobody was there. I ran out of the house and spent the rest of the day at a friend's internet cafe. That experience still scares me to this day. We used to live in a haunted house in Woodbridge, Ontario. The home was really old and was starting to sink on one side. The house was on a slight tilt. You wouldn't notice it otherwise except a ball would roll across the floor if set down. And my bedroom door could not close all the way. So at night I would head the hallway closet door open old metal latch style it would swing open and slam shut. Then the sound of someone wearing slippers shuffling down the hallway. They would do a loop through my room and go back out. My dog used to sleep on my bottom bunk of my bed and he would get up, growl until it was gone. This was every night. My sister and I started seeing these gross and teepid bugs. That made a loud clicking noise. Every time you squished it they would disappear. We squished one in my room once and everything went weird in slow motion. Red and wonky like someone was stretching and pulling the room. When it stopped my sister just left my room. We talked about it years later. One night the TV went to static when we were watching it. And suddenly every single door and window in the house slammed shut at once. Even my room door which couldn't close. It left a huge scratch in the wood floor and we had to remove it off the hinges too. Open it. The taps and toilet would flush and turn on off by themselves. We ripped up the carpet in the living room and found a cellar. It was pretty normal for Ontario homes to have tornado shelters like that. But this one had a dugout in the back which was full of broken mirrors. After school my sister and I would walk home. My mom would still be at work until about 6. We were never comfortable in the house. It was unusually dark. And you always felt uneasy. I would do my homework outside or climb out my window and read on the roof. Until mom got home. I am probably missing a ton more but memories are fuzzy. I don't remember much about my school or my friends at that time. Only lived there for 6 months and it escalated so fast. The house got ripped down eventually. There are condos there now. I lived in a little concrete house on the island of Guam for a few years. It had tile floors throughout and was a huge pain to clean. But if left it dirty I would hear the very distinct sound of a wooden broom sliding down the wall in the hallway and clacking on the tile floor. Thing was I didn't use a broom. I used a Swiffer. Right. With a plastic handle that I left it in the laundry room in the other side of the house. The falling broom sound only happened when I didn't clean up the house. It happened often enough I started to call my little ghost Judy. It was kinda of a joke. The ghost broom would clack and I'd say, sorry Judy, I'll clean in the morning, then, one day. My buddy's GF was over with her young son. We were having a barbecue or something. And the kid kept playing in the walk-in closet. His mom would scold him but he kept sneaking down the hall to play with his secret friend. The kid was maybe 5 or 6. Jokingly I asked what's your secret friend's name. He shrugged and said not sure. But she likes it when you call her Judy. I moved shortly after. When I was about 7 or 8 we moved in with my mom's boyfriend and his daughter. His daughter let's call her Dee Dee. Age 3 was very sick as a baby and was in and out of the hospital a lot. She had imaginary friends like every other kiddo at the age of 3 has. She used to play in her room and talk to her friend Johnny a lot. Eventually after a couple months I felt like something was watching me and with me at all times. Not in a scary way. 
but a curious way, every once in a while I would see a woman or a child walking the halls, or hear a child laugh when Dee Dee was sleeping in her bed. One night when I was home alone for a couple hours babysitting I walked past the attic to the bathroom. When I turned around to close the door I seen a woman in old Victorian clothes walking down the hall and up the stairs to the attic. I figured I was just tired and seeing things. A couple days later I was talking to my mom's BF and mentioned it to him. Turns out that the house was well over 250 years old and there was a family that lived there that had died in a house fire in the early 1900s. A wife, husband, and their little boy Johnny died. He told me Dee Dee was being watched over by Johnny since the day she came home from the hospital. Right before Dee Dee would get sick and end up needing a hospital visit she would tell her dad that Johnny was sick and needed medicine. Like Johnny was telling her that she was going to get sick. She was healthy for a couple years after that. We ended up moving and our parents got married. Everything was going good. Six years later Dee Dee randomly mentions Johnny one day, said she had a dream about him, and he was sick. About two weeks later they found a tumor on her stomach and she had to be life flighted to a children's hospital to have emergency surgery. Surgery was successful and no cancer was found. She said she felt like she was missing something after she recovered but didn't really know what? It's been 10 years and she hasn't been sick. Not even a little cold. We don't talk about this anymore. In case we jinx her or something. The most recent creepy thing to happen to me was Monday night morning after I got off of work. Slight backstory husband and I got those walkie-talkies that are long range and can sometimes pick up other frequencies for our young son to take one with him when he goes outside to play or over to a friend's house so we can check in and keep tabs, etc. He is old enough to play outside or at one of our nearby neighbor's houses without us there but not old enough for his own phone. I worked nights in an office and got home just before 3 a.m. Went into the kitchen to grab myself a glass of water and suddenly heard one of the walkie-talkies go off and a deep, raspy, just above a whisper male voice say hello. Nearly dropped the water. I turned off the dam walkie-talkie and then thought to myself that obviously my husband was messing with me with the other walkie-talkie from the bedroom. I went into the room and asked him are you ducking with me? And as he rolls over and starts to say no from our bed the other walkie-talkie goes off. Across the room from where he is and on the desk right next to where I am standing. The same damn creepy deep raspy hello. I turned that one off, made sure all of the doors and windows were locked, and buried myself under a million blankets. In my culture sometimes people believe children and pregnant women are sensitive and in some ways I believe I was one of those children or overactive imagination. When I was in 5th grade, my family owned this restaurant and after school I would be there all day either watching TV at the bar or running around the empty sections. This was just before smoking indoors was banned and we had a designated smoking section. The building itself was a bit old and since not that many people smoked sometimes the smoking section was left very dimmed except for this huge illuminated picture that casted a grayish white glow over the room. Sometimes when I sat at the bar watching TV my dad would sneak behind the bar and slowly rise up to spook me. There was one instance where I thought he was doing just that. A dark head of what I thought was his hair was slowly rising up from the bar in my lower peripheral vision and I get excited because aha, oh I could get him first. He gets up higher and higher and finally I look and jump up in my seat. And no one is there. I understand seeing things and light playing tricks but the amount of movement I saw and how high I thought he stood up was enough to spook me for a while. Other times, on my way past the smoking section to the kitchen to bring in an order ticket, I would see someone in my peripheral sitting there in the semi-darkness and double take. But no one would be there. There's this one other instance in my childhood where I experienced the worst case of anxiety and cold sweats ever. I shared a room with my mom and I was lying in bed ready to sleep. She liked to watch TV at night before bed and this time the DVD was stopped while she went to shower so the screen was just blue and I turned away from it to face the wall. Next thing I know, I experienced that feeling where you think someone is behind you and duck if I was going to turn around and check because horror movies duh. But the feeling just kept growing and I pulled my blanket higher and my back started breaking 
freaking out in cold sweats and it was the longest, scariest minutes of my life until finally my mom came back into the room and the feeling immediately left strangest thing ever. Don't know if something was really behind me or I thought myself into the worst bout of anxiety in my life. I have had other experience of these feelings like I am not alone in other times in my life. But it seems I've grown out of them as I got older. Sometimes I feel like I do still catch something in my peripheral every so often. But I attribute that to stress and lack of sleep lol. My girlfriend was on crutches from a sports related accident. We went into an old courthouse where they were having tours. Plenty of people. Well lighted. But just old and full of antiques. At a certain point. The tour continued upstairs. My girlfriend being in crutches. Couldn't walk up the stairs. But the tour guide told her she could take the elevator. I continued up the stairs and this is where the stories diverge. You see, I continued the tour, but she never arrived upstairs. I didn't really understand why, but I figure I'd just meet up with her after the tour. The tour guide waited a moment and then continued anyway, probably assuming the same. I did see her after the tour on the lower level, pale as snow and a bit shaken up. She told me she took the elevator up. It was one of those old-timey elevators where you have to manually open and shut the door. She said the elevator arrived and it was completely dark except for the little light in the elevator. She called out. And she said she heard no response. No sign of life whatsoever. She also said there was a chill in the air unlike the first floor. She waited for another minute or so and decided this was definitely not normal. She decided to go back to ground floor. When I lived at my parents house my mom would come into my room every night and kiss me goodnight, clear up until I moved out. When I was 17 I had pushed my bed into the corner of my room, parallel to the door. I got into bed and was trying to sleep but I couldn't for some reason. I was tossing and turning. Finally I got comfortable and was laying there with my back to the door and I start hearing carpeted footsteps coming down the hallway. I turn and glance at the clock and it's 11.45pm and I'm thinking why is she coming so late. I turn back and decide that I'm going to pretend to be asleep because I'm tired and want to go to bed. I hear her footsteps come into my room and then walk across my room and stop at my bed. She leans her hands on my bed and my bed kind of creaks and my body tilts a little. I I hear her lean over me because my ear sounds like there's something in front of it. That kind of muffled feeling when there's something close to your ear. And she just sits there. And I'm like, WTF. What is she doing? This is so annoying. So I quickly turn around and say can I help you? And I choked on the you because there was no one there. My stomach just dropped and chills ran over my whole body. I sat up and backed myself into the corner of the bed and just sat there shaking. I couldn't move. I ended up calling my boyfriend crying because I was so scared. When my grandmother passed away, a wall clock she had owned and loved very much, that by the time she passed away was in my family's possession, started ringing, probably about 20-30 times. It hadn't worked for about 3 years. Me, my brother and our mom was pretty creeped out, until dad called from the hospital a short while later and told us that my grandmother had passed away just shortly before the incident. Both creepy and kinda beautiful in a way, since me and my brother had been her two favorite grandchildren and I suppose that was her way of saying her last farewell. Oh man, I know I'm late, but I have to tell this. When I was 11, I was friends with this girl who lived alone with her mom in this massive old Victorian house. It was gorgeous wood floors, fireplaces in every room, and heavy doors with window things at the top. She had told me her house was super haunted, but I figured she only thought that because of how old it was. So we're playing Barbies in her room. It's just her, one other girl, and me. Her mom is across the house sewing. They decide to go into the kitchen and make macaroni and cheese. I want to keep playing, so I stayed alone in her room. I watched them leave the room, and since the door was super heavy, I clearly heard it shut. The floors creaked as they walked into the kitchen. I could faintly hear them talking because the window thing was open above the door. To set the scene, 
I'm sitting on the floor with my back to the fireplace, doing my Barbie thing. On her mantle, she has like a dozen or so American Girl dolls lined up all perfect. About 10 minutes go by. I was still playing when I heard the door open. They were back from the kitchen. The girl who lives there immediately lays into me saying, that's not funny. You know I'm freaked out about the house and ghosts. I have no idea what they're talking about. Then I looked at the mantle. Every single one of the doll's arms were in the air. They refused to believe I didn't do it. And I still get goosebumps thinking about it. I always catch these threads too late but this is 100% legit. I was deer hunting behind my great grandmother's house. She was 103 at the time. I always got in my deer stand very early and would fall asleep with my cell phone in my hand with the alarm set on vibrate. For sunrise. Anyway. I was suddenly awoken and checked the time. Two minutes before alarm would go off. Then I looked into the field, which decades ago was my great-grandmother's vegetable garden and at the far left corner saw a figure that looked to me like a little lady standing there with a garden hoe in her hand. It wasn't scary at all, very calming actually, even when it suddenly disappeared. I proceeded with the hunt and when I met my uncle in the woods to walk out he asked me if I had seen anything and I jokingly answered yeah I saw a ghost and he looked steamy sideways but then we both laughed and started walking. As soon as we get out of the woods we notice that there are more people at Great Gma's house and as it turns out she had passed away at 612 that morning. My uncle and I have been so close this that day because he swears that I have a sixth sense. I've actually had a couple of odd things happen in this apartment. Doors shutting. The feeling of being watched. What takes the cake though is cleaning the windows. I had just finished and was admiring my handiwork. Spotless. Gleaming. Was dark out so I could see spots clearly. I went in to shower and emerged to find a handprint staring me in the face. From a window I had just looked at minutes prior. I first thought I had missed a spot but it was odd as the print was fairly high up the window and close to a corner that no one really walked in. My partner had just entered the house and I asked her if she had touched the window while I was in the shower. The print didn't match either of ours and was way larger with much longer fingers. It was also greasy. We tried putting our hands against the freshly cleaned glass and even with full force weren't able to leave that amount of residue deep a handprint. I was certain the window was spotless when I went into shower and all the areas surrounding the handprint were freshly cleaned. Hopefully there's a rational explanation but it creeped us the hell out. I've had a few times, actually, that I remember. I've lived in my grandparents' home my entire life. They passed when I was 3 and 12. I am 27. The first weird memory I have was my grandpa's funeral. I felt I had been there, so I didn't bring it up to my mom until years later. He passed when I was 3. We were actually driving somewhere, talking about him. When I mentioned the flowers on his casket, she started to tear up pulled over, and asked how I knew the flowers. I told her I was there. I knew the flowers were white. There was a cherry oak casket. It was sunny, there were men in uniform shooting guns, planes overhead and the same soldiers gave my grandma a flag. I, remembered it clearly because it was so jarring. She, my other family members and even my sitter swear I wasn't there. I have no explanation for remembering my grandpa's funeral, if I wasn't there. But the way I remember it, is as if I were running around inspecting things which no one would allow. So I have no idea, past that. I often hear my grandpa's bootsteps in the house, and occasionally smell my grandma's lotion in the hall. I currently reside in what was their room. I've told this several times before. But here goes. I had an online dating profile back in the early 2000s. I was young and never really had a girlfriend, so I figured I would try online dating. I was matched with one woman who was a little older than me. Her name was Lori. We chatted in instant messenger for a bit and I finally called her. We decided to go meet up one day. The meetup spot was in a park in the middle of the day. So the night before the date, I'm going to sleep and I have two of the most vivid dreams I've ever had. The first dream, I'm driving to the date. It's snowing like crazy. On the way I lose control and have a red. 
attic. I can see myself dying in the dream. So I wake up, a little rattled from the dream. I calm down and go back to sleep. Then I have the next dream. I'm in my parents' basement, looking for something. Then I hear this noise coming from above. It sounds like someone is knocking on the floor from above. With every knock the noise gets louder and louder. Boom, boom, boom. Then it starts moving as if someone is walking across the room above me. So I follow it and it leads me to bottom of the basement steps and I'm looking up the stairs and the noise is louder and louder. Finally it stops. The door slowly creaks open and my dad walks through. He's carrying a cane made of gold. He stands there and is looking at me, but his eyes are closed. I asked him what's wrong. He then opens his eyes and they're glowing red. He then opens his mouth to speak and I hear what I can only describe as the most insane noise I've ever heard. It sounded like static, screams and fear, almost as if a demon was speaking through a broken speaker. So I wake up. I'm in a cold sweat and shaking. It's morning and my date is only a few hours. I'm so rattled from the dreams, I decide not to go. So I call her to cancel and this is what happens. A man picks up the phone. I ask for Lori. He replies with who's calling. This is XRX and we are supposed to meet up around noon. He says, well this is her husband and I don't think so. I quickly say there's been a mistake and hang up. I'm completely freaking out. A few minutes later, she calls me crying and yelling saying I've ruined her life etc etc. I yell back for her to not call me anymore or contact me again. I then hang up and start to put some of the pieces together. She only wanted me to call at night. She talked really quiet too. She wouldn't send any new pics either. She also wanted to meet in a park. In the middle of winter, I guess my subconscious was telling me that I shouldn't go. But as I started to head outside for smoke to clear my head, it begins to snow. When I was younger I used to go to work with my parents at a newspaper company, my best friends at the time and was super religious guy and my older sister. I was around 7 at the time. As kids we loved to explore everything which included the cemetery right next to the factory. One day we were gonna go when my sister needed to use the bathroom. At the time my older sister was a bit of a tomboy and despised the color pink. She went into the hallway which had the bathrooms while my friend and I waited outside for her. When she came out two minutes later she was completely changed with pink clothes and glasses. I found this odd but I brushed it off. When I asked if we were ready she got defensive but said yes which also struck me as odd. My sister was not the aggressive type. When I go to pat her on the shoulder she immediately moves out of the way. She then says that she forgot something in the bathroom and runs back into the hallway. I shit you not. Not even 10 seconds later my sister comes back out wearing what she had on when she went in the first time. My friend and I asked her why she changed again and she looked at us confused and though we were joking, obviously scared as shit my friend and I ran and didn't go exploring that day. We didn't even go near that bathroom. Fast forward about 13 years and I'm 20 already. I've thought that the whole thing was a fever dream I had and my sister randomly brings it up. She tells me her side which was basically that she went into the bathroom and she felt like she had eyes on her the whole time then when she came out she saw something dart into the men's bathroom. That's basically the creepiest thing which has happened to me. This one really creeps me out. I had a tenant living in basement, but he got into a car accident about 3 minutes walking from the house and passed away at the scene. At first I didn't know about this, but one night I think it was no more than 3 days after the accident the lights in our house were all flickered for exactly 3 times in a minute, but that's not all. I went to the bathroom later after my mom. The door wasn't locked. But as I was pushing the door, I felt a strong force behind the door pushing against me. At first I thought I was hallucinated, but I tried for the second time and the door just didn't move. I pushed it really hard but it still didn't move I think I even heard a chuckle. Then I started talking with my mind saying whoever you are, we didn't do anything wrong. Why are you messing with me? This is not funny. Then that force went away. After that I went on the internet, typed in his name then found out the accident. That was the only time the door jabbed. 
At my old house I had this huge hutch dresser thing next to my door. I cannot express how heavy this thing was. My computer desk was opposite the door, facing away towards the wall. My mom opened my door and asked me something. She left, and came back a few minutes later and tried to open the door again. But it hit something. The dresser was pushed in front of the door, probably 3 or 4 inches. It took me wedging myself between the dresser and the wall and pushing with my entire body weight to get it away from the door enough to open it. I really don't have an explanation. I was playing with my Play-Doh with my sister. Apparently all six couples that moved into this house previously were eventually divorced. Same happened with my mom and dad. Anyway, she tells me to go downstairs to get a butter knife. I am about 6-7 when I get to the bottom of the stairs and look toward the kitchen I see a big looming black shadow. I scream and run upstairs explaining to my sister. She laughs and goes and gets the knife herself. My brother once sat at the edge of his bed on the wall. He felt something hand-like touch him. He looked under the bed and saw nothing. And my mom saw a shadowy figure next to her bed more than once, thinking it was us kids, before realizing she was alone in the house. I, nevertheless we ducked off out of there eventually. Place still gives me the heebie-jeebies. Okay. So a friend of mine was telling me about glitches in reality on the way to the grocery store. We pull in and drive all of the way up the parking ramp to level 2, park directly in the center, then walk to the elevator. She presses the button to go down to the first floor and we enter the grocery store. A week later we come back to the same grocery store. We pull in and park. We walk to the elevator. I go in first this time and press the button. We go down to the first floor and enter the grocery store. When we're done shopping we come out. Take the elevator up to parking level 2 and can't find my car. We look all over level 2 and start to kind of freak out thinking my car had been stolen so we go down to level 1 just to check and my car is parked right by the grocery store entrance our memory of parking on level 1 rushes back we both clearly remember getting on the elevator on level 2 i'm the one who pressed the button this time not her but there was no possible way that could have happened if we had parked on level 1 the only way to get from where we parked to the elevator would be to walk a little of the way up a long ramp meant for cars only, and loop back and walk all the way across level 2 to the elevator. That didn't happen. It was the most surreal thing I have ever experienced and can only describe it as a glitch in reality. When I saw my car on level 1 after freaking out and not being able to find it, I clearly remembered parking there. We both did. But we had no memory of it until we saw the car. It was like the memory was edited from our minds and re-added when we saw the car. Our theory is that the realities overlapped and when we shut the car doors we were suddenly up where we had parked the week before. We both remember walking to the elevator from roughly the same area of level 2 that we had parked the previous week. Crazy man. I am not a super spiritual person but it definitely made me realize that reality is not what we think it is. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.